This is Right From The Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Erin Taylor-Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? Right. As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you, encouraging you and equipping you to find your truest story in the deep places. Get our show notes and more, including a free audio download on how to safeguard your writer's heart at writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, there's fun stuff happening over at Right From The Deep. Well, fun for sure is all our patrons on Patreon. You guys, we're so thankful for you. You help make the podcast possible. And you can find out more if you want to by going to patreon.com slash writefromthedeep. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. A big thank you to our October sponsor of the month, Wendy L. McDonald. Yay, Wendy. She's a writer, a poet, a podcaster, photographer, and a nature lover. <laughs> I got to love all of those. And she's got a great freebie for you, 10 Habits to Help You Become a Better Listener. Hey, let's face it, that's something we can all use. You can find that at her website at Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y-L, MacDonald, M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D.com. And we'll have a link in the show notes, too. We will. And I am going to be at the Florida Christian Writers Conference. That's going to happen very soon. Um, it's at the Lake Yale Conference Center in Leesburg, Florida, and that's October 19th through 23rd. So I hope to see you guys there. And it's my turn this week to share a wonder. So, you know, we have recently moved to Washington and we have this nice backyard and very few flowers. Now, you guys know me, you know, I love to garden. And so I'd gone out with my sis, uh, Lynn, and we went to a place called Flower World and bought Ooh. wonderful flowers and plants. And because a fire started close by, and kind of dumped smoke on us for a while. I couldn't go out and plant them. So they sat out there and I watered them as best I could, but I could see some of them were dying off. And so I decided I've got to get them in the ground. And so I did. I got everything planted, trimmed off all the dead stuff. And then I watched to see if I had just wasted several hundred dollars on oh, plants that had then died in my backyard, still in their pots not being watered as much as they could. And here's the wonder. They are in the process right now of making new blooms. I'm going to have dahlias blooming any time now, along with the croxemia. It's just, it's so exciting to see life coming out of death. Mm. God is amazing in the way that he does that. And that's a wonder to me. Yay. And now, here's, here's the show. Welcome, friends, to the deep we have some exciting things to share with you today, and we have a guest, Christy Bass Adams, and I'm going to let Erin introduce her. I get to do that. Yay. So I met Christy at the Florida Christian Writers Conference last year, and we had such a grand time getting to know each other. It was so fun. She is a former school teacher and trainer, and she now works for her local church. She's been married, guys, for 18 years to a man she describes as a good old country boy. <laughs> and apparently to keep her life from getting boring, he randomly tosses reptiles into her kitchen. <laughs> ah. Right. I, I can actually relate to that kind of excitement, but usually it's an accident when, when there's a snake in my house. So my favorite picture on her website shows her in work clothes, wearing big knee pads and holding a power tool. Apparently <laughs> she and her hubby are building their own 
own house, which I, I totally respect. She has two young sons who may or may not probably be very helpful in that building process. Uh, Christy has a natural bent toward encouraging others, and she loves to share the life-giving breath of words with everyone she meets. Um, she's been a weekly inspirational columnist and contributed to several other publications, including CBN.com, Christian Devotions, Inspireafire.com, and all kinds of stuff. Very fun. I'm super excited that her first two books released last month, and one of them's a devotional, Learning As I Go, Big Lessons from Little People, and the other is a middle grade novel called Cricket and Kyle, Imagination Checkers. And we're going to have a link in the show notes, but that sounds fun. So welcome, Christy. We are welcome, super excited Christy. that you're here, and we totally promise not to throw any reptiles at you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> She's either thanking us for, you know, letting her come on the show or not, not throwing reptiles. We're not sure. No, actually, we're blessed that she's been willing to come on and share. So, Christy, let's let's jump in. What does the deep mean to you? Well, the deep to me, it, it goes way back. And when I first decided to write, I, I kind of played it safe. I did easy devotions. I wrote easy picture books for the classroom, kind of math related. I kept it real safe. I received lots of rejections, lots of rejection letters in the mail. And after a season, I got defeated and I quit. Mm. I, I could feel God nudging me way down deep, though, that I needed to write about my insecurities and write about mm. my failures and struggles. And But I was scared. Yeah. And so I was scared to air my dirty laundry. I was scared of how people would perceive me. Mm. Afraid to fully let God have my pen, really, is what it came down to. And through a series of divine appointments that I could talk about forever. <laughs> God reminded me of a deal that I made with him. And let me say as a sidebar, it's not a good idea to make a deal with God. I'm just <laughs> not advisable. <laughs> he takes you seriously. Uh, my deal was if he would heal me and truly free me from my habitual long-term sin and show me how to be whole in him, I'd do anything that he asked me to do. Mm -hmm. And if it was only for one person, it was worth my surrender. And so I was reminded of that through that series of events. And so God and I had a powwow mm. on my back porch, and I apologized to him for being afraid. And I physically extended my hands and said, I'm yours. This gift of writing is yours. If you choose to take it back and never let me use it again, I have to be okay with that. Mm. But I'm done taking the easy road. I'll talk about the hard stuff. I'll share my story. I'm surrendering it all. If I'm not writing to honor you, God, I'm wasting everything you've given me. Hmm. And what's crazy is in that moment, there was this picture of a gift in my mind that was wrapped. And it was almost like God was handing me that gift back. Hmm. And I didn't hear an audible voice. I, I didn't hear anything specifically, but it was this feeling of now write for me. Yeah. Everything you do, honor me with it. So really the deep for me, it means full surrender and complete obedience. Whether it's a text, an email, a handwritten card, a letter, a blog, a devotion, or even a book. They all are just as important in the Lord's economy. And his words through me can make an eternal impact as long as I let him have them. Um, I always say, I might as well put my pen down if I'm not going to let God have it. Right. So that's what the deep is. It's that obedience and surrender. Mm. That's amazing. 
That is a deep place. And yes. from what you're saying, I, I'm hearing uh, a lot of backstory. <laughs> I'm a fiction writer sometimes and nonfiction sometimes, <laughs> but I know backstory when I hear it. That's exactly right. <laughs> so if you're willing, talk about what was going on with with that struggle and, and the backstory behind why you didn't want to talk about what you needed to talk about and how, how that happened. Okay. So it goes back to when I was a kid. I grew up in church. I had a, I have wonderful parents. I am blessed with Christian parents, and I recognize what a, a blessing and and true reward that is in this life to have good parents that uh, took me to church, that taught me the values of Christ. But somewhere in the process, I started this negative self talk thing, and I really beat myself up inside, and I didn't tell anybody about it. And my friends were coming to me with big big problems in middle school and high school, and their problems were overarching uh, compared to mine, and I shoved all of my issues down. I was struggling with some depression, with a lot of insecurity. I, I was uh, worried about my, my appearance and my weight and so many things that teenagers worry about. But I wasn't going to say anything because my friends were more important in my eyes. Now, again, I, I'm going to church. I'm, I'm in a good home, but these lies... I start believing them and resting on them. And as middle school and high school kids do, uh, I started having this desire to rebel. Mm. And it, it is a thing that run, it runs across the board and all teenagers, all adults, we just have this innate desire to rebel against the things that we know are good. And I decided that I wanted to keep a good name. I wanted to keep a good face. I, I wanted a facade of looking like I was doing everything right, but I still wanted to rebel like my friends were doing. And so I continued to seek out pornography from time to time. It wasn't a big deal until I got into late high school and early college. And then internet became more accessible. And, and I, I want to say this, my problem was not pornography. My problem was that I was not satisfied by Christ. My insides were running from Jesus. My insides were, were not being... Uh, totally surrendered. And I was using the excuse of, God, you made me this way. Why won't you take it away? Why won't you fix this? And I blamed him for a lot of things that were happening uh, in my life instead of going, Christy, you did this. You chose this. You made this decision. So basically what happened during this 10-year period of from late middle school all the way into early adulthood uh, outside of college on into my marriage is that I was trying so hard to keep up the outside facade of going to church, being a, a teacher, that's what I went to school for, uh, being a good wife, leading Sunday school, leading, to, I was basically a Pharisee when it comes wow. down to it. I was a hypocrite. Mm. And there were two people living inside of me. I had the Christy that was was broken and ashamed of the things that she was doing and the sin that she would not confess. And then I had this other version of Christy that was trying so hard on the outside to honor God and do things, so I said, and do the right things on the outside. But it at some point, I came to the realization when a friend finally got the courage to confront me in 2009. She came to my house. She checked the, my computer um, because she was checking her email for school. Mm. And I had not cleared my history. And she got the courage to confront me. And I can tell you at that moment, because I was a Christian during all of this, I just was living in unconfessed habitual sin. And when she had the courage to finally confront me, God got a and, and I recognized that I was the one making excuses. I was the one not owning my sins and that I was living this fake version of Christianity that is not what God intended. I, I was not talking about my struggles, my sin. I wasn't addressing the issues of my heart. 
And I wasn't letting him have everything. I was just talking about it. I was a good lip service. I was like a a, a Christian Milli Vanilli. <laughs> I was lip syncing this whole this whole this Christian walk thing instead of actually living it. And so from 2009 until the present, uh, God really rocked my world. And so when my friend confronted me, she said, "Christy, you've got to do three things. You've got to tell your husband. You've got to." step down from all leadership roles at church and you've got to, well, four things, tell your family and go to a Christian counselor. Hmm. And and through Christian counseling, I was so prideful. I was like, no, I don't have a problem. No, this is not a big deal. I can take care of this on summer break. I made so many excuses and justifications for these sins that my moral compass that used to run straight ahead, it would notch away a little at a time. And, and when I looked back, I was completely off track. Wow. Uh, and so, as God continued dealing with my heart and I began Christian counseling, uh, the conversations came down to, Christy, you're believing lies, is what my counselor told me. And one of the core lies that stemmed all the way back from middle school was that if anybody knew the real me, then they wouldn't love me. Mm-hmm. If anybody saw my weaknesses, if I let them see who I really was, then they would they would make fun of me or reject me. And so instead of being rejected, I put walls up so nobody would ever see that weak version of myself. So that year of counseling, my counselor looked at me and she said, I call her Dr. T. And, and I said, Doc, Dr. T, you know, you've walked with me this whole year. I said, what do I, where do I go from here? She said, well, you don't need me anymore. You've got Jesus and, and you're walking with him. But she said, you're a writer. You have journaled through this whole process and you need to write your story. Yeah. And so I really thought, that I was supposed to write a book about my testimony. And so I started it and then I set it down and I got scared. And you know, that Mm -hmm. season that I talked about in in my answer about what is deep, that was the season that I walked away and got scared and I went to easy, safe writing and I I set aside (laughs) my testimony. And for probably 10 years, I did not pick it up and I did not write it. And that series of events was workshops and conferences where God kept putting people in my path going, hey, Christy, <laughs> you need to tell your story. You need to write your story. You need to let God use these things because he can He can bring redemption where Satan wanted ruin. Mm-hmm. And so the last really three, four years, I got serious. And one of my friends looked at me, her name's Vicki, and she said, Christy, when are you writing? And I went, I, I don't know when I'm writing. I mean, I'm just doing it when I can. I've got kids, you know, I'll just pick it up when I can. She said, no, when are you writing? You, If you're serious about this and you really have surrendered your pen to God, then you need to set aside time to write. And so through her encouragement and through her opening her home, where I'm actually sitting right now uh, in her (laughs) extra room, because it's quiet and I'm not distracted by the things at my house and the the dishes and the garbage and the laundry that would distract me. And the reptiles. And the reptiles (laughs) that are randomly thrown on my floor. (laughs) But she offered me this space and she offered me a gift and she said, Christy, you need to designate a whole day and not let anybody take that from you and write. And I finished writing my testimony. I put it in book form. It's a Christian living book. I tried to put it out there and I offered it to God and nobody's wanted it so far. And that's okay because I was obedient. And when the time comes, God will take it. But I'll tell you what he's done. He's opened the door for speaking at recovery clinics. Mm -hmm. And I go twice a month and I speak at a recovery clinic, a Honey Lake Clinic over in Greenville, Florida. And I get to teach them about how to go home and how to make a plan and how to protect their minds and how to change and how to heal. And I always tell them, your story is not my story and my story is not your story. But the healing process of wandering away from Jesus and losing ourselves and moving back to him and, and, and taking up residence and abiding in him, 
that process is the same, that healing process of grace and forgiveness and redemption and restoration. That looks the same no matter what our journey is. And so as mm-hmm. as God has continued growing me in that area, I'm recognizing, you know, pornography, yes, that was a struggle of mine, but that was a symptom, just like alcohol, drugs, uh, appearance, overeating, undereating, exercise, all those things that we focus on and become these outward symptoms of inward problems. And God is calling me to heal and help heal others on this journey. So that's the big picture of the struggles that I had and how God is now using them uh, for writing and for encouraging and speaking, which honestly terrifies me. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why he's called you there. There you go. (laughs) You don't sound terrified, so that's good. (laughs) It's always good. It's interesting to me because I think that another human, earthly, natural thing inside of us is deflection. And there's something, especially in Pharisees and believers' minds, especially wrong with a woman with pornography. I mean, you see men with pornography and you think to yourself, well, of course they're men. When it happens with a woman, the attitude from people in the church can be especially judgmental. And and they become this deflection about their own sin and saying, well, at least I don't. Mm. You know, and and that's such a dangerous place for anyone to be who claims to be a believer because that's the first foothold into pride and saying, you know, sure, I may do this, but I I would never do that. And Satan Mm. absolutely loves it when Jesus' Mm -hmm. children say things like that. He's just so excited and clapping his hands because that's his access point to get into us. And all of us need to recognize that those sins that we continually return back to, those are weaknesses inside of us that separate us from Christ, and it doesn't matter. There are no degrees of sin when it separates us from Christ. They're all equally damaging. And it's not that Jesus is saying, you're a terrible person for doing that. He's saying, I want you close, and this is between us, and it has to end. Mm. All right. Well, I don't know about you guys, but this has been such an amazing podcast. I just, I so respect Christy and everything that she's shared with us, everything that you've shared with us, Christy. And thank you for that. But here's the good news. There's more to come. (laughs) So we will have another podcast finishing our conversation up, but talking about things like courage and brutal honesty. So don't miss it. Thanks for joining us today. You can find previous episodes and more resources at rightfromthedeep.com. And I bet you know someone who needs this podcast, so please share it with them. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Mm-hmm.